Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I thought this was something the CFL should have done years ago. I mean, the Saturdays, basically, Saturday afternoons are wide open in Canadian sports television. You've got your 1 o'clock game to 4 o'clock game, and then the Saturday night hockey rotation doesn't begin to 7 p.m. So for the 6 p.m. highlight show in the weekend, you've got the CFL to yourself. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. Life is great. Welcome to a brand new week of the RP Show. Where's my bell? Hey, if you're still alive in the playoffs, good. If you still got a job in the NHL, even better. Hope you're ready for episode number 1114 of your favorite daytime sports talk show coming at you live on Game Plus Television. WQEE Radio down there in Atlanta. And uh, also podcast and YouTube Live. I'm here. Darren Moose DuPont is there in Vancouver, as a matter of fact, which we will get to in a second. It's It adorns my sports update. Darren's out there broadcasting Canadian University football, and he's elected to stay. Before we jump into the... Hey, I'm breaking with tradition today, Darren. Um, one thing that people love about this show is, is its unpredictability. Uh, hello, that's me in a nutshell. Very unpredictable. That's what makes me entertaining. But before we jump into that sports stuff, uh, give me an update. How's Vancouver? What's popping? Lay it on me. Vancouver in November is exactly how you would expect it to be. Cloudy and rainy every day, but no, it's, uh, it's warm. It's nice. Um, West Coast uh, vibes out here. I mean, obviously, uh, the weekend was great with uh, the Hardy Cup semifinal, the Western semifinal in the CFL, and the Canucks all playing. It's been uh, a great time. Yeah, hey, listen, I want to tell everybody, by the way, that the Sober Carpenter text line is open. 902-518-3033. Sober Carpenter, non-alcoholic craft beer. They've loved us so much in what we've done. And you, our viewers and audience, throughout the uh, CFL season, they've elected to stay on with us forever. 902-518-3033. Sober Carpenter, ask for them by name at your local wine, beer, and spirits store like Total Wine and Spirits here in South Florida. And speaking of that, uh, again, before the sports, you've met Chris Sanford, who beginning today, forever on this show, will be referred to as Chris from the Bronx. And he took me fishing on Sunday. It's not the first time ever I've ever been fishing. It's the second. But we went as he calls it, sport fishing, sport fishing. <laughs> and uh, Moose, I just had so darn much fun. That's why I didn't do my 10 things column on the weekend, because I'm like, dang, nabbit, you can count on one hand the amount of times I haven't written that column at a yearly basis. Or, you know, I don't take many Sundays off, but we wanted to go fishing, and we were catching largemouth bass and... Uh, and peacock bass and all that and and i've got this thing this beast on the end of my rod and he's shouting at me get your tip up get your tip up and i'm like what the hell's a tip i don't know god i'm just realizing it's so much fun it's exciting and to learn new things i got home sunday night and i'm googling sport fishing and south florida is it breeds of fish i don't know 
but I'm proving that you can teach an old dog new tricks. And thank you, Chris from the Bronx, for taking me fishing. And we're going to do it lots. And I said, don't ask me to golf. And as he walked away, he goes, don't worry, I won't. How about that? <laughs> and away we go. So that was, uh, I just had, I had so much fun. And he texted me this morning, said thanks, and I'm saying thanks to him. And you saw the photo I put on my Facebook. Did I not look like Bob Azumi? Like some guy wrote and said, don't tell me you're going to do a fishing show now. And I'm thinking, maybe I will. What do you think, Moose? Yeah, maybe. I'm looking forward to that. I mean, get on the boat and away you go. And um, looked like a lot of fun. Um, whereabouts were you off the coast? I mean, were you way out in the middle of the ocean? We were fishing under a bridge in Boca Raton. Uh, yeah, we didn't. We weren't even on a boat. That's coming. That's coming, man. It's uh, we got to slowly tiptoe into this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that was what we went uh, did on the weekend. All right, to the sports. Can you hit the quick six show horn? <laughs> Thank you. Hey, breaking with tradition. We'll get to the leftovers. Because it's lunchtime out here in the Eastern time zone. Breakfast time where you are in Vancouver. How about that? Talking sports from Florida and Vancouver. Uh, forget about the leftovers for now. Because there are four games tonight in the National Hockey League. And that's what I want to talk about. Including Toronto, at Van, uh, sorry, Toronto and Vancouver. The Maple Leafs, who have lost four in a row, host the Tampa Bay Lightning in an Atlantic Division matchup tonight. Well, the Vancouver Canucks, ho, 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 who have won eight of their 11 games to date, host the struggling Edmonton Oilers in a Pacific Division contest. The Oilers have lost two straight and only have two wins in 10 games. See how I'm breaking with tradition? Forget about the weekend. It's all about tonight, and it's on our in, uh, Instagram story right now at the Rod Peterson Show. Vote. What's the game of the night? I thought there might be some actual votes for the Leafs and the Lightning. No, Nelly. It's all about the oil at Vancouver tonight. Now, you probably just woke up, but was there buzz uh, in Vancouver leading up to this game tonight? Yeah, there is buzz, and there's buzz about the Canucks in this town everywhere you go. It is pretty cool. And you know what? There's buzz about the BC Lions, too, and I know we'll get to that, but um, they played yep. Dallas on Saturday night, one of the best teams in the National Hockey League. 2 nothing. They, they had their way with Dallas most of that game. If it wasn't for a couple of huge saves and for Jake Ottinger playing well, this could have been 3-4-5-0. Um, Thatcher Demko made one really big stop. Uh, but other than that, Dallas just put shots from outside. They never really sniffed the front of the net. Vancouver's good. They might be Canada's best team right now, and who would have thought that would have been oh. the case 10 to 15 games into the season? Yeah, see, we're really cooking with gas now. This is what I wanted. I said we're breaking with tradition. We're talking about tonight's game right off the hop. Now, so this morning I did a 7,500-meter row, 7.5K row, and I was listening to the NHL radio with Scott Laughlin, my good friend, and uh, he had Jeff Merrick on there. And I, in the 30 minutes that it takes me to row that, I, if I get one or two things out of what I'm listening to on NHL radio, I'm happy. And I could have probably figured this out on my own. But the fellas said this game tonight could seal the fate or stave off the firing of Jay Woodcroft for the orders. So I watched with Serena, their 5-2 loss to Nashville, and that's her team, the orders. 
and, uh, and they looked disinterested. My phone was blowing up. God, I love my life. With NHL people on the weekend going, they got to fire Woodcroft. They stopped paying, play, uh, playing for him. And I'm like, I, I don't really have, a, have an opinion anymore, and I'll tell you why. It just, this is ridiculous. He hasn't even had the job for two calendar, calendar years. I think it's 133 games, and everybody's saying they got to fire him. I said, Serena, you're the Orders fan. You're watching the games. Are you voting yes or no? Do they need to fire Woodcroft? She's like, yes. How about so, yeah. That? Noted, Rod. You're on notice. <laughs> Not a lot of patience with that gal. The poll questions brought to you by Key Auto Group. At the Key Auto Group, you can buy with confidence knowing that they provide reports on all vehicles they sell. Get fully informed about your next vehicle by going to keyautogroup.ca. Now, we've made it very clear this ain't the Oilers show. That's fine, but we will talk about the Oilers. We got a lot of viewers in Edmonton. I'll vote yes, Darren, because that's the narrative. Just go with the flow. Why, why resist it? Everybody says you got to fire him. It makes no sense to me. Uh, I'll be honest, if I'm Ken Holland, the general manager, or the owner, Daryl Cates, I don't know. I would sit, bring in Connor McDavid and maybe Leon, too, and say, guys, what do you want? Because all around Alberta, which is an NHL hotbed, all the hockey people were telling me that the players got Dave Tippett fired, which I found very hard to believe because Dave is an ultimate players coach. But it was such a narrative that I'm like, oh, I guess that's what happened. See, you didn't want this guy or the guy before him or the guy before that. Now you don't want this guy. Uh, what do you want, Connor? What would you like? Do you think they've had those discussions? Because I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous to me. We're even talking about it. But here we are. I know. It, if they're going to even think about making a move, I would hope they would have those discussions. <laughs> because Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl are such an important part of what this team's all about and the identity, as much as the coach, as much as the GM, as much as anything, if not more. Not that they should have the ultimate say in it necessarily, but yeah, they should absolutely have the discussion. And you have to stop cycling through coaches. I was reading Peter King's column um, over the, at night when he dropped it at night. He talked about the Steelers and the Raiders. And in their 122 year history or something along the, or close to that, the Steelers have had more wins, they've had more Super Bowls, they've had more playoff wins, and they used to be big rivals. The Steelers have had three coaches in the 40 years, averaging over 13 years per coach. The Raiders have had 19. They barely last two and a half years, each coach in, in Vegas now. And you wonder why franchises are successful. successful. Yeah. You have to have sustainability, consistency. All those things. You have to stick with guys to build a culture over a long period of time. You had me at Peter King. But having said that, where's, where's he writing now? NBC and Pro Football Talk. Oh, because I stopped reading the Monday morning quarterback at SI because I thought he retired. It's a little like Greg Drennan. Folks, don't say you're going to you're retiring and then go somewhere else. I thought he retired. I know. I didn't even know he was writing anymore. I swear, don't do that, guys. Anyways, I just want to tell you that 55% of the people in the poll are saying, no, they should not fire Jay Woodcroft. And to be honest, I, I had a little discussion about this this morning with Serena. I do believe that the glare, I'm not joking now. I spent enough time here in Florida 
obviously in Calgary. You're in Toronto, where you live now, but you're currently in Vancouver. I think the glare on NHL teams, I'm not joking, is more intense than it is on NFL teams in America or any other pro league. I'm not, I kind of, I kind of think I know why though. Because there's not, we don't have the, vi- the wide variety of sports in Canada. There's one team that anybody cares about in Calgary. It's the Flames. Don't try to change my mind because it's true. And in Montreal, it's the Canadians. It's one team. We're talking about cities with m- population of millions. They only care about one team. Here, there's the Dolphins, there's the Marlins, there's the Panthers, there's college sports, there's the Heat. You know what I mean? It kind of gets lost. And it's a bit there? No. And I can see why coaches or players don't necessarily want to be a part of that. I can see it now. It's also not going to change. And I've had that discussion with coaches and said, why on earth would you want to coach? And they say, why on earth do you want to deal with alcoholics and drug addicts? Good point. I'll stay in my lane. So anyways, we'll, we'll talk about this over the next couple of hours. Um, just leftovers coming out of Sunday. Mason McTavish's goal, point two. At 16-20 of the third period, snapped a 2-2 tie and gave the Anaheim Ducks a 4-2 come-from-behind win over the visiting Vegas Golden Knights. Forget about the comeback Cats in Florida. It's the comeback Ducks now. Of their seven wins, five have come third period comebacks for the Anaheim Ducks. I think they are for real. And the New Jersey Devils playing without injured star Jack Hughes still had enough firepower to beat the Blackhawks 4-2 in Chicago. Kana Badad was pointless. Now he did score against the Florida Panthers on Saturday in a game that it was awful for the Panthers. They were down 3-0 after the first period. They were never in it. But Connor Bedard is here Sunday with the Blackhawks. I'm very excited. Darren, can I have permission to announce, to uh, mention the sponsor of my other show, the Cats and Bolts podcast? Would you mind if I mentioned their name? Yeah, it's okay. It's uh, the Diamond. It's the Diamond Lab. They're laboratory-grown diamonds. And Scott... One of the owners there, Scott Rosenthal, they sponsor the Cats and Bolts podcast, the show that Street and I host. I'm taking Scott to the game because he's from Chicago. He's wearing a Blackhawks jersey. I'm not. I'm going to be down in the lower bowl with Scott. Serena's going to be up in the press box, and we're going to watch Connor Bedard. I knew the day would come. And it's coming this Sunday, November 12th, 1 p.m. at Amerit Bank Arena. There ain't a lot of buzz around and around here, but I care. A football note, and we're going to talk about NFL here. And then next segment, a lot of CFL. For those that have come here for that, because this is where the CFL comes to talk. Uh, The number one show in the Canadian Football League. There ain't no doubt about that. Point three, Joe Burrow threw for a season high 348 yards and had two touchdown passes as the Cincinnati Bengals beat the Buffalo Bills 24-18 in a key AFC matchup Sunday for their fourth straight victory. How about that, Joe Lazito? How about that? Bills five and four and a very crowded AFC East, but for the Patriots, who are the, have their worst record ever under Belichick at this time of the season. And uh, for whatever reason, they threw this into the wire story right here. Josh Jacobs rushed for 98 yards, and Antonio Pierce won in his debut as the Las Vegas' interim coach as the Raiders beat the visiting New York Giants 30-6 to at NFL play. That's Chris from the Bronx's team, the Giants. We don't even talk about the Giants, and no more. 
And this morning, Brian Dable, their head coach from Welland, Ontario, announced that uh, Daniel Jones is out for the season with an ACL. My God, has it been a horrible season for the New York football giants? I'll just say this, from what I've read about the Raiders, it was dysfunction with a capital D. And you can't win with a dysfunctional outfit. You just can't. Um, yeah, I'm happy that they won. If that was as bad as they say, I'm happy that they won. Again, CFL next segment. You have a minute. What's your NFL leftovers from week nine? Yeah, that was a big one, um, seeing Vegas win. Uh, Dallas not being able to punch it in at the end. Uh, tough for them. They need to find a way to win these big games. They're just not in those big moments. That's tough. And Baltimore continues to show everybody that they're going to be a problem for everybody that they face the rest of the way. They've become one of the best teams in football. Well, I still think that's the toughest division, the AFC North. Your Ravens, your Bengals who won, uh, the Browns who won again, and the Steelers uh, with a comeback win on Thursday Night Football. So it was a good um, NFL weekend of football. With the Dolphins, 6-0 and against bad teams, 0-3 against good teams. But as I put in my commentary today, the regular seasons for lesson learning, the playoffs is when it counts, and I do have faith that they will figure it out. But the German game, the Frankfurt game, was not that entertaining yesterday, and that's upsetting. When we come back, uh, CFL Division semifinal Saturday, we'll talk about what went down, the future of Bo Levi Mitchell, the Monday night football game, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders head coaching search. That's all ahead. We are live on the Game Plus television network. That's channel 427 across Saskatchewan on Sastel Max Cable. A variety of cable carriers all across Canada and in 31 U.S. states. We're on the radio in Atlanta, WQEE, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
Okay, guys, RP here, and I'm proud to be teaming up again with Manscaped this fall, the worldwide leader in below-the-waist grooming. Look, sponsors want people pushing their products who actually use them, and I'm that guy. I've been using the lawnmower for years. Not just your typical clipper. Its contour design and no clunky cords eliminate all the hassle when you're doing your own manscaping in the bathroom. And please tell me you do that. But then for guys my age, you're going to want to add the Weed Whacker 2.0 to your shed. It's for ears, nose, and anywhere else that hair grows where you don't want it. Let's face it, we don't want to admit it. But it's a fact, just one hair out of place, in the wrong place, can be the end of it. So here's what you do. Go to manscaped.com right now and use the promo code THERPSHOW. All one word. It's live right now. If you tried to buy these products separately, you'd be paying hundreds of dollars, but you'll pay a fraction with the promo code THERPSHOW and get them all in one package. The promo code THERPSHOW gets you 20% off your order and free shipping. Care about yourself, for God's sakes. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code THERPSHOW. You can thank me later. Beautiful day in South Florida. They all are. And did I mention that it's a game day? I don't think I did. The Panthers are home to the Columbus Blue Jackets tonight. And what's notable about that, it's the final trip to sunrise for Jeff Rimmer, the television voice of the Columbus Blue Jackets and the former TV voice of the Florida Panthers. Welcome home, Jeff Rimmer. Looking forward to seeing you tonight in the press box. Uh, Darren Moustupont is with us. He is in Vancouver, and uh, Darren had an exciting Saturday. There's some great comments have come in here. Reg Dunlop is the guy's name, Darren. I don't have time to get to all the comments. I appreciate everybody writing in, but he says, Darren, good call of the UBC-Manitoba game on Saturday. Also good by Justin Dunk. Darren went called the university game in Vancouver. Then you went to the Canucks and the Dallas Stars. And then you went to the BC Lions and Calgary Stampeders. Hell of a trifecta by you. Um, those are days that I used to do, and they're a lot of fun. They're also exhausting, and I don't have any interest in yes. doing them again. It's like raising a second family. So it's your turn, Grasshopper. Um, as I sit here and sun myself. Like, I enjoy... What I'm doing, uh, going to the Panthers game tonight, sitting in the press box, seeing all my friends. I love it. I love it. Three games in a day? No thanks. But I'm sure you enjoyed it. <laughs> it was great. Um, but I'm with you on uh, it's a lot and it's exhausting. Like, you know, especially going from the Eastern time zone to the Pacific time zone and then doing that, going to the game when your body clock is out of sync. And then, you know, totally throws off your sleeping patterns. But it was a lot of fun. Um, made it from UBC in that game to the fourth quarter, the Lions and Stamps, which was great. Um, and, and a big thanks to the BC Lions for uh, all the access and everything. And then over to the Canucks and Stars. So, yeah, it was a fun triple header, no doubt. Well, it's kind of funny. You told me that you uh, got up in a hotel room somewhere uh, within the last year, and you looked around on the road, and you're like, oh, Rod used to do this. Yeah, you're walking in my footsteps. Uh, and I did it for 30 years. So now just happy doing a talk show every day and uh, picking and choosing the games and mucho bueno. Uh, Mike is watching in Hawaii on YouTube, and he says, go Hawks. Yeah, that's Sunday, Canabedad, and the Blackhawks will be here. 
I might have a tear in my eye when I watch Connor play. We've been interviewing him since he was 14. We'll see. You can't schedule feelings. I don't know how I'll feel come Sunday. Bomber boy in Calgary writes in and he says, uh, happy Monday, Rod Squad. Here's to hoping RP's wardrobe department doesn't have him wear a St. Louis Blues shirt for tomorrow's show. <laughs> I don't have any blues gear. I thought about it, and <laughs> I don't have any blues gear. Because when I wore the Vegas jacket, uh, they beat the Jets. Like it had anything to do with what I was wearing. But I do appreciate what Bomber Boy's saying. Kirk from Toronto writes in, and, and we'll get to the CFL stuff in a second. He says, hi, Rod. This is Kirk. Apparently, grown men were crying in the Hamilton locker room after their playoff loss in Montreal. And I, so what? I saw Leaf fans doing it here after the Leafs lost to the Panthers in the playoffs last year. I, they're not allowed to cry? And Richard in Edmonton writes in and says, uh, the Oilers should bring in Mike Babcock for a week. And then they would play for Woodcroft. LOL. I can, again, I can't believe we're even talking about it. Oh, and Troy Koser watches every day. Koser's strong. He says, morning, Roddy and Dupes just wanted to mention the SJHL Esteban Bruins just went three for three on their northern road swing this past weekend. Big shout out to the players and coaching staff. Like Thank you, Troy, his little brother, right his little brothers on the coaching staff there. So let's go to the CFL stuff. That's what they came here for, a lot of them. I watched all of the Eastern semifinal where the Montreal Alouettes sacked the Hamilton Tiger Cats 27 to 12. The Alouettes moving on. The Tiger Cats apparently crying. Very emotional. Bo Levi Mitchell, Hamilton's quarterback after the game saying, uh, didn't think he'll be back. I saw the interview. I think we all did. He was like, if you're not going to play your highest paid player in the playoffs, doesn't look like I, I would be here. And he's right. And uh, in the later game, BC spanked Calgary 41-30. Montreal and BC won at home in the semifinals. They've moved on to the division finals. It'll be Montreal at Toronto next Saturday and BC at Winnipeg. I've said in my commentary, I'm just barking up a dead horse's ass with this one, but I said it anyways. We should not put any stock into what a coach or a player says 24 to 48 hours after the season ends. We shouldn't do it. That's when Tom Brady said he was going to retire. That's when John Ryan said he was going to retire. And they, within days, they're like, what was I thinking? No, I'm not going to retire. And they come back. But it's, you're emotional, to be honest with you, in a lot of ways. It's traumatic. It's, you're, making, you're asked to do interviews in a state of shock. At the very least, not in your right mind. Again, barking up a dead horse's ass. Nobody's ever going to listen to me on this. And that's when the most salacious quotes come out. It's been going on for, it's not new, but my thing with Bo is, Bo, maybe just back up the beep, 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 back up the truck a little bit here and let's let this breathe a little bit. Did you watch, did you watch the Eastern game? I watched a, a bit of it. I didn't get to watch it because I was calling my game. So didn't really get to watch most of it, but kind of got, went back and, and went through it and watched the highlights and that type of thing. Yeah, those ones are tough. When you're calling a game and trying to watch another game, that happened with the 2018 Memorial Cup final with God's team, the Regina Pats. But I digress. I'm sitting there watching on CFL Plus the game, which wonderful stream, way to go CFL for us to watch in America. And I'm just peering my eyes real close. Is that 18 or 19 
on Hamilton's jersey because I've been had my leg pulled so much. Hamilton's quarterback's jersey. Is it 18 or 19? Because Matthew Schultz Creek is 18. Bo Levi's 19. And I wouldn't, because I had so many coaches lie to us over the years, I wouldn't pull one past them that they would lie about this. But no. There's Schultz playing most of the game. And, and the sad thing was Bo standing on the sidelines with his helmet on, just waiting to get called in pretty much from the first series all game. It finally happened into the fourth quarter. By then, they were so far gone, he, they didn't have a chance. And I'll be honest with you, if you people think Scott Milanovic is the leading candidate to coach the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, maybe we should pump the brakes on that. It was his call to sit the high-priced free agent quarterback Bo Levi and go with Schiltz and it is am I right in saying it kind of blew up in their face like I'm watching Schiltz and I like him we've conversed over the years he's DM me he's a good guy but I'm like he's not moving the ball could we not have Bo not move the ball but why what's with this decision was that not a major fumbling by Scott Milanovic to start the backup to surprise everybody it ended up being that for sure um you know they're putting their balls on the table. Let's just put it out there, right? Um, yeah. We've had a, we've seen, there's been a lot of talk about the heat on Hamilton's coaching staff and Orlando Steinauer um, since he's gone upstairs and become the general manager since 2019. This team has kind of taken steps backwards after being really, really good, um, and they just haven't been able to win consistently. Oh. So I think he's looking at you know the young quarterback, Schultz. He's looking at Bo Levi, and he's got to make a decision because it really felt like maybe his butt was on the hot seat in that decision. Went with Schiltz, it didn't work. And I think there's a lot of buzz and rumbling now that, you know, Orlando Steinauer might be on the block here in Hamilton and maybe Bolanovich will be next in line for that job. I don't know where they're gonna go, but that's a decision. And if I'm Orlando, now he'll go his way and he obviously, and Scott, and they made their decision. But don't you want to, if you're going to go down swinging, don't you want to go down swinging with the guy who's supposed to be your guy? <laughs> like, I, I can admire, like, if you go with Bowen, and it doesn't work, like, I get it. You went with your guy that you brought in for this reason. Um, but they didn't. They didn't even give him a chance to even fail, let alone win the game. Your lips to my ears, brother. And that's why they're so upset in Hamilton, from what I understand, all of what you just said. Why did you do that? Listen, it's great to swing for the fence and roll the dice. When you do that, you either win big or you lose big. And the Ticats lost big with the gamble. So you put your balls on the table, great. Crunch! Usually costs people jobs. Right? So yeah. that's, is that what they're talking about at Hamilton today? Now, Ron has written us in Calgary on the Sober Carpenter text line, 902-518-3033. Sober Carpenter, non-alcoholic craft beers, brings you our text line every day, 902-518-3033. He says, morning, Rod. Thoughts on Bo being done? Will he retire? That's why as you were talking, you saw me, and the viewers probably did, I went, whew. Because it reminds me of a address that I gave Friday morning here in South Florida in with regards to recovery and um, dealing with life. Something happened to me a couple of weeks ago that you would think really sucked, but it didn't. To me, it was a sense of, you know what? 
this thing did not end the way that you planned. This thing did not end the way that you wanted. But you're not going to have the opportunity to go back and change it. That's never going to happen. The past is the past. I'm talking about what went on in my life and a variety of things. So with Bo, his last pass, if this was his last pass, was an interception. I'm watching the game going, Tom Brady's last pass was an intercept, was a pick six as a Patriot. You know, for Bo, this will probably, listen, there's, <laughs> did we not see this year, there's not a lot of quality starting quarterbacks in the CFL. We've also seen from Bo, he's willing to sit back and back up and be a team guy? Is he willing to take less money and play elsewhere next year or stay in Hamilton for maybe less money? That'll be up to him. But if it is the end of his career, it's going to take him a long time to reconcile that, Darren, that it didn't end the way that he wanted. But guess what? Very, very few have that happen. Very few. You know? I know. I know it's so tough, you know, and he, you said like, you know, let it digest a little bit and that quote, and he kind of did, and I won't say he didn't walk it back, but he did a little damage control in the moment when he said, like, if you're not going to play your highest paid player, I don't envision myself coming back. Right. And then he kind of said, you know, I love this organization. I love the teammates, the locker room. He said that stuff. And he said, you know what, I'd love to, and then he said, I'd love to come back in whatever role, you know. So he did kind of walk it back a little bit um, and do a little damage control. But you get that first <laughs> quote in that moment, that's the real emotional truth, like, right? Like, that's unfiltered. And then he thinks for a second, and you kind of do a little of the damage control with the filter to keep everybody happy. But you get a, a sense of how frustrated he is, and you're right, like, you just want a guy to be able to go out on his own terms. At least if he was on the field and went down swinging and lost, you can probably come to terms with that. But to go down just watching on the sideline, that's tough. Now, guess what? We don't all get the opportunity to write this, the script of the ending. Very few do. And we might be watching that. We didn't even finish it all. Monday night football we'll get to. Uh, we got some Raptors stuff. And obviously tonight's NHL games. Moose, I'll see you in hour two. See you then. Jason Greger is next from Edmonton Sports Radio 1440 to talk about what else. Jay Woodcroft and the Orders and Canucks tonight. We're live on the Game Plus television network. WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Guys, Manscaped has done it again. This fall, the worldwide leader in men's below-the-waist grooming has come out with the Handyman Facial Razor. Like all their products, it's innovative and unique. It's compact and sleek, which makes it easy to fit into your shaving kit for road trips. Plus, it charges via USB. What will they think of next? And right now, with the promo code VRPSHOW, you get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. That's promo code VRPSHOW. Make life easier and drive the ladies wild. Get to manscaped.com today.
It's a four-game NHL slate tonight, and you have voted on our Instagram poll at the Rod Peterson Show. Oilers at Canucks is by far and away the game that our audience is most interested in. I'm sure that's the case for our next guest, Jason Greger from Edmonton, 1440 Sports Radio. Jason, uh, thank you so much. That These games come fast, don't they? This morning on NHL Radio, they were saying Woodcroft's future probably comes down to this game tonight. Agree or disagree? Well, I actually, I'm never one who thinks one game is going to decide. If you think the coach isn't good enough, one win, what's that going to do? Right? Is that suddenly? Is he suddenly the good, the right coach for your team? Um, I'll say there, there's definitely pressure for sure. Like the Oilers play Vancouver tonight, then they're in San Jose Thursday, which is like the easiest victory of the year, and then you have Seattle on Saturday. Um, if the Oilers can't win a game other than San Jose on this road trip, then they start the season three nine and one. Uh, you pretty much can write off any chance of catching Vegas. I think that's done anyway. Uh, they lose to Vancouver tonight and almost write off any chance of them catching the Canucks. So there's two teams you're probably not going to get. So there's no home ice advantage in the first round. Now, after 11 games, Rod, 11, you're like, hopefully we can be a wildcard team, right? Like that's the, the start for the orders couldn't possibly be any worse. And it's a complete collective effort from management to coaching to players. Well, I wonder where you are on this. You're a guy that keeps your head despite everybody losing theirs all around you. I feel like I've heard everybody's opinion on this in the media, plus fans in Edmonton, but yours. Who's at fault here, Jason? You just said oh, the split? A hundred percent. Like So the Edmonton Orders last year were the highest scoring team in the NHL. They're the fifth highest scoring team five on five. They're 23rd in both categories this year. So let's start right there. Your, your best guys, your big gunners, Nugent Hopkins, McDavid, and Drysdale have no goals combined in the last six games. So they, they carry some weight. Um, the orders defensively are like, uh, they're just Santa Claus through the neutral zone. They're giving up chance after chance off the rush. It's awful. Uh, their high danger chances are terrible. Their defense don't want to protect out in front of the net. I think they're 27th in rebound chances allowed. So they're brutal. The, uh, the goaltending, oh my goodness. The San Jose Sharks, Rod, have allowed 20 goals in the last two games. 20. And they still have a higher save percentage on the season than the Edmonton Orders. The Orders are 867 combined. The Sharks are 873, right? Now, sure, San Jose's allowed more goals, and the, but they face more shots. Either way, it's not a good stat. So the goaltenders... You got to make some saves at some point. Um, the coach, what adjustments are you making? Right, you're two seven and one. Your your team is absolutely getting crushed in the second and third period repeatedly. The orders led the league in first period goals last year. They led the league in third period goals, and they were our second period goals by a large margin. This year, they have like they're they're fourteen eleven. They've had decent starts. That's a funny thing. They scored first in six of the ten games. They can't hold a lead, so that's on the players. But then whatever your adjustments are making by the coaching staff, they're non-existent. They're getting killed in the second and third periods. Like they're outscored. I think it's now 14 to five in the third period. Like, and you're trailing in games and you can never show any life to come back. Um, the minute something goes wrong, you got to load up one line. You got no depth anywhere else. So I think it's on the coach. And then the management, they decided to say, hey, we're going to bring back our entire team except for Connor Brown. Well, which team, which team wins? Like, Cup-winning teams change 15 to 20% of the roster. So I think this is a collective fail by everybody involved, and they all got to do better. Uh, would you be willing to vote on the poll here? Would you fire Jay Woodcroft or not? 
at this point. I'm not, I don't like, like, so we're 10 games into the season. Jay Woodcroft, since he took over at the end of last season, had the second most wins in the NHL behind only Boston. So they've had a bad start. It's 10 games. They also had a terrible 10 game stretch last year. Am I firing the coach? Like, to me, that's a, something would have to go on that I'm unaware of, Rod, where there is suddenly a real division between the coach and the players. Otherwise, to me, it's a knee-jerk reaction. I'll say this, I've, and I've, you know, I do a lot of research. Losing organizations are constantly changing coaches. Now, the orders have actually won the last two years, so, and, and they won you know, with Woodcroft in those two seasons in the playoffs. They've won five playoff rounds the last two years. That's right up there. That's more than Vegas. Right? Vegas won the cup, and they've only won yeah. four. So, so do I, do I want to jump off the, uh, the ledge right away and fire the coach? Okay, who are you bringing in? That's what I always, I'm like, it's easy to say fire the coach. I'm like, who are you bringing in that's guaranteed to be better? You see Tim Peels tweeting that it should be Joel Quenville. I mean, I literally yeah, well, on this is, don't even have it. He doesn't what? <laughs> did, does he not understand that Joel Quenville has to be reinstated by the NHL, Tim? He hasn't been reinstated by the NHL. And also, it's probably some of the worst timing considering the story that came out uh, uh, the next day. Um, I know at the time of his tweet, but it came out the next day. So I don't, Joel Quinville, I don't see the answer uh, to this. Although I will say, Rod, like I've actually heard whispers of his name around the Heritage Classic. And I was kind of like, well, people ask me about him. Like, well, it's not even reinstated. How's that even an option? So maybe they know something I don't. Maybe he's on the verge of being reinstated. But, you know, Gary Bettman uh, moves like a sloth when it comes to quick decisions. So I don't suddenly see Gary waking up on Wednesday and saying, oh, Edmonton wants to hire him. Okay, let's reinstate him. Like maybe I'm missing something. So I don't think he's a realistic no. option. So, you know, Claude Julian, no. Um, Gerard Gallant, I quite like as a coach, but for whatever reason, he doesn't last in teams even when he has success. So, you know, I don't know what's going on there, but <laughs> I, the coach is too easy of a choice. The coach isn't the one on the ice who refuses to commit to want to limit scoring chances against. There's no head coach in the NHL. It's like, hey, guys, Let's play pond hockey and just go gift after gift after gift. Like the order's decision making with the puck is horrific too often so far this season. Uh, yeah, I just can't believe that it's gone so far, so south, so fast, right? Oh, and uh, I'm, 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 so, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, like, a month ago, I don't think any person, fan, prognosticator, anybody in the NHL didn't have the orders as a playoff team. Right. Some had him as a Stanley Cup finalist. Other had him winning two rounds, whatever. But they all had him as a playoff. And now you're a month in. And like, it's not that they're losing, Rod. They're in 31st place and they're get, like, they're showing little life in games. Like, they're continually making the same egregious errors. Like, and it's the majority of the same team. Like, to me, to just want to blame the coaches is, you know, it might happen because you can't fire the whole team. Right. So, and there is a new bench, there is a new boss in Jeff Jackson, and we all know in the history of sports when the new boss comes in, you know, heads will roll. I'll tell you, Daryl Cates is not the most patient owner. I don't know many owners who are. So uh, if this extends another week, Rod, like if, if you and I are talking next Monday and the owners only beat San Jose, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a change just because that's how pro sports is and lots of people make uh, crazy changes just because they're mad and frustrated and feel like, I need a pound of flesh. Like, I got to get a pound of flesh. Where can I get it?
Jason in Red Deer says Daryl Sutter is available. Uh, the Bar Flies in Winnipeg says, hasn't Babcock killed Coach Quenville's chances? I don't know what he's referring to, but that's okay. But did, can we not sit here and say, I heard that this core group of players got Dave Tippett fired. And if that's true, I feel like I'd like to sit down with him if I was the owner or GM and go, what do you guys want? What do you want? You know? Yeah, I, I don't know if I believe that they got Dave Tippett fired, to be honest. Um, the owners had a pretty long stretch of futility, and it, and it wasn't working. They had a young coach in the minors, and it worked, right? Like, that change worked, right? So there's no question about it. Um, what's frustrating is now for a team that's actually, if you look at the big picture, not just 10 games, they've had a lot of success under this coach. So why would you not mm -hmm. like the coach? And so that's, and I'll be honest, Rod, like I hadn't really dug into that because I've, I don't know, maybe I'm naive. I didn't think that there could be that much disdain between the leadership group and a coach when they've had a lot of success. Sure, they haven't reached their ultimate goal, but they've had a pretty good run of success here. And the thing was, they said all the right things. Like, they came to camp early. They're all in here on captain skates in September, skating together. Like, we know what we have to do. And all I know is my biggest takeaway from everything is, man, talk is incredibly cheap. Because I don't care what you say. If yes. you don't do it, it means absolutely nothing. And now more than ever. Lastly, how's uh, Sports 1440 going? You know what? It's going great. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been received very well, which is awesome. Uh, sponsors like it. Listeners like it. Uh, you know, Edmonton's a huge sports market. I, I thought it was, a, it was a hole that needed to be filled. And, you know, so far, so good. I'll tell you, Rod, that, you know, the last few weeks, you know, we set records every day, more text messages. And people are fired up in Edmonton right now. And, you know, order fans all over. We get texts from all over the country because, um, of course, we're on YouTube as well as on radio. And, um, you know, there, there's a lot of frustration in Edmonton. This season, I, well, honestly, the only way it could be worse is if they hadn't beat Calgary in the Heritage Classic. Uh, other than that, like, you can't picture a worse start to the season for the Edmonton orders. And the crazy thing is now, the way they played on Saturday, like you go into Vancouver now, Rod, and like the orders are a big underdog. The Canucks got a Vesna uh, candidate right now who's probably leading the Vesna. They got Quinn leading the Norris, and they got the league's leading scorer in Pedersen. Like they're playing great. This will not be an easy game at all for the Edmonton Orders tonight. And I, I'd say right now, Rod, based on how they played, I'd probably be surprised if the Orders won. Wow. Man, love chatting with you as always. Enjoy the hockey. Keep in touch. All right, have a good one, buddy. The great Jason Greger from Edmonton Sports 1440. We'll be right back with a sports update. Alan May of the Capitals coming up. An Edmonton guy now doing Capitals TV in Hour 2. We're live on Game Plus Television. That's Channel 924 on Telesoptic TV all across Alberta and B.C. Shaw Rogers, Channel 230. WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. All right, buddy. Welcome back, buddies. Just a quick sports update, as much audience takeover as we can, and we'll push the rest into hour two. We got a lot to get to today, as it is Monday. Uh, Igor Sidorov scored three goals and added a helper as the Saskatoon Blades beat the visiting Regina Pats 6-2 Sunday in the dub. 
Swift Current Broncos scored three times in the first period, then hung on for a 4-1 WHL victory over the Everett Silvertips on Sunday at the Iplex. Carson Wetch's power play goal at 10:29 of the third period proved to be the difference as the Calgary Hitmen edged the visiting Moose Jaw Warriors. 2-1. And the visiting Medicine Hat Tigers scored the game's first four goals, then coasted to a 5-1 win over the Edmonton Oil Kings. University football, the top-ranked Western Mustangs are back in the Yates Cup for the eighth consecutive year. Western defeated the Queens Gales 47-20 on Saturday to book its ticket into the OUA football championship game. Western will face the number three Laurier Golden Hawks. In the Quebec Conference, reigning Vanier Cup champion Laval Rouge et Or outlasted Concordia 34-27 in double overtime to advance into the Dunsmore Cup final. Laval will match up against second-ranked Montreal Carabin. In the Atlantic University Sport Conference action, the St. Francis Xavier X-Men ended the St. Mary's Huskies season with a 36-20 victory. The X-Men will next meet the Bishops Gators in the Loney Bowl title game. And in the Canada West semifinals, in a game called by Darren DuPont, the UBC Thunderbirds defeated the visiting Manitoba Bisons 29-21, while the Alberta Golden Bears squashed the Saskatchewan Huskies 40-17. So it's Alberta versus UBC next Saturday in the Hardy Cup in Vancouver. This sports update brought to you by Common Crown Brewing Company out of Calgary. Turning your everyday common beer into a unique and exceptional experience, visit commoncrown.ca. At Common Crown, they know the best beer is the one that's earned. And in Landmark Cinemas now, five nights at Freddy's. Can you survive five nights? The terrifying horror game phenomenon becomes a blood-chilling cinematic event as producer Bloomhouse brings five nights at Freddy's to the big screen in theaters now. Landmark Cinemas. All right, uh, all right, all right. Next hour, Moose rejoins and Alan May will be with us. We've really settled in here two plus years broadcasting uh, out of South Florida for one half of the program. I'm no longer trying to appeal to the Florida crowd. It's our Western Canadian topics and audience and the topics that you want. And any Floridians that enjoy it can certainly tune in. And Georgians. And we'll see you after this quick break here on the...